Welcome to the seventh episode of the Balanced Working Moms podcast. I'm Rena Misha, and I am so grateful that you're here. If you're a busy mom doing it all, you seriously need to be here. In this podcast, you're going to hear inspiring ideas to make your life calmer, more organized, and a little easier. In this episode, we're going to talk about going small, right? Nobody talks about going small. Everybody talks about going big. But one of the secrets in life is that going small is actually how you go big. And this applies to everything in life. So we're going to talk about all different ways to do this. Let's get started. So if you want to change anything in life and see really, really big results, I believe that small is the best way that I know of to actually do this. And this works with anything. It works with habits. It works with goals. It works with anything that you're trying to achieve in life. Anything that you want to make happen, anything that you want to change, I feel like the best way to do this is to go small. Why go small, right? That's what you're asking me. Small doesn't sound good. Nobody else is telling you to go small. Think about all the expressions we hear in life. We hear bigger is better. Think big or go big or go home. Nobody says go smaller. You want to be the big kahuna, the biggest fish in a small pond, or so everyone says. But let me tell you the secret. The smaller the change, the easier it is to do and to maintain in the future, right? I hope what I'm saying is putting a light bulb off in your head because think about it. Let's say you want to change something. And if you change something really, really big, come on. I mean, nobody's going to stick to it. But if you want to change something teeny tiny, so small that you can't almost help but do it, of course it's going to stick. So going small is actually so incredibly powerful because very few people can stick with going big. And chances are, if somebody can stick with doing something big the first time, it's because they've done a lot of going small to lead up to it. Like let's say, for example, somebody eats very, very healthy. They didn't just go from one day eating food that's really, really bad for you to the next day eating really, really healthy. It was a process. So going small works because first of all, it's easier, but it actually also propels you to keep going. Think about it. When you're successful, you want to keep at it. You're doing a good job. You're seeing results. But when you go big and you're probably not successful because it's so hard, you want to quit. But when you see these little successes and more and they keep piling on and on, you want to keep going. It drives this momentum and it just keeps you going. Now, don't just take my word for this, though. I am going to give you two concepts that are going to drive this home. It's going to show you how this way of thinking works. I wish I could tell you that I came up with the idea of going small on my own, but it didn't happen. I always have to tell you the truth. The first time I heard about it was when I was studying for my MBA. And we heard about this concept of going small, and it totally blew my mind because I had never thought of anything in this way. It's not common in our culture to think this way. And actually, the concept that I learned about wasn't in American culture. It was Japanese culture. We did study after study showing the effectiveness of this going small. 
And I just couldn't believe how it worked. But the evidence was right there. We were learning about all these companies that were using this concept of going small, and they were doing so much better than all these other companies that were doing the opposite, that were going big and making big changes and doing everything bigger is better. Let me tell you the name of this concept, and I'm very curious if you've heard it before. It's called Kaizen, and Kaizen literally means change, Kai, Zen, to become good. It's a Japanese business philosophy of small, continuous improvement, and it was started after World War II. And the idea is that small, ongoing, incremental changes can have huge effects. This was literally the first time I had ever heard such a concept that smaller is better, but it was so cool to see the results of this concept, and it's the total opposite of the common culture of hustle. It's not work harder, work more, keep working, keep doing, keep doing. It's also the opposite of radical change. You don't want to make a huge, big change. You want to make small changes, but you want to keep making them. So it's small, continuous changes. And to me, this was counterculture for what everything I had heard about. Because it's slow, there is no pill, there's no quick fix. It's supposed to be slow, right? That's how you do it. You make an improvement and then you make a little improvement on top of that and you see how it goes. And the whole process is not supposed to be this one big change that changes your whole world. It's supposed to be small. And in our culture, it is so rare for someone to tell you to do anything small or even to wait because we are the supersized nation. Bigger is better. Be the big fish. And what blew my mind was that it was working. The small way was working. And in school, they were literally comparing the companies that were making these small little improvements to the ones that were making these big, huge improvements. And the results showed. The companies that were using Kaizen were so much more ahead of these other companies. Do you want to hear which companies use Kaizen? You ready? Okay, as you can guess, Toyota, but now it's adopted in other countries too. So Ford uses it now, Nestle, the Mayo Clinic, and Lockheed Martin. And I'm sure many, many other companies use it. Those are examples that I found. Because Kaizen can be used across all industries. It could be used anywhere. And although it's technically a business tool, of course, we can all use it in our lives. And that's what I did the second I learned about this concept. I thought, oh my gosh, if this works for the automobile manufacturers in Japan, how can this work for me? And here's why I personally think that it works so well. First of all, number one, you never stop tweaking. The change is supposed to be continuous. And that's our life, right? Nothing ever stays the same. You may have something that works right now, but in a year from now, it may not work. So you can't just get frustrated and upset. According to this Kaizen practice, you keep making changes. You keep tweaking. So you evaluate. You say, what doesn't work? And you just make just a little change and you see, Ah, does that make it a little bit better? 
And I think continuous is just so important, especially if you're a mom and things are always changing anyway. The other reason why I think it works so well is because the change is supposed to be small. So it's doable. And that is just the key and the secret of everything. Because when something is doable, that makes all the difference. Okay, so the best way to learn a new concept is to use an example. So let's use an example of something that probably never happens to you or me, but let's just use it as an example. Let's say our house is a mess, right? Never happens to us, but we'll pretend. So our house is a mess and we want to spend the entire day on Sunday cleaning it. So without Kaizen, here's what would happen. Either one, you would spend the whole day cleaning it, or number two, you would never actually get to it because you would feel so incredibly overwhelmed at the thought of having to clean your house that it would just never happen, right? That would probably be one of the two scenarios. Here's what would happen with Kaizen. With Kaizen, you would create systems over the years for actually keeping it clean so it would never get that bad in the first place. For example, you would start really, really small. You would start by maybe having your kids put their things away when they first come in the house. It would take time to build this habit. You may have to work on this for months and months and months till your kids naturally do this. It could take a while, but then the house would be cleaner. So that would be Kaizen is developing systems. So you wouldn't have that one crazy Sunday where you had to clean it yourself, right? You could have systems where you could also involve other family members in cleaning. You could have systems where you make it easier by doing just a little bit every night so it never gets to be that huge mess. You could also have systems where you declutter so there's less to clean. See how a system is so much more powerful and making small little improvements makes such a huge difference. And with Kaizen, the system can't be created all at once. It's impossible and it's not part of the concept. It's you try, you do a little, and you reevaluate. That's the key. You say what's working, what's not working, and you tweak. And it's really slow, right? This doesn't happen quickly. But in the long run, you have a much better result. You don't have to waste your whole Sunday cleaning the house because you've created systems to make it easier. So it's less work for you in the long run, right? And your house stays cleaner more of the time, which is what you want. Isn't Kaizen just an awesome concept? That is why it has stuck with me for all these years because I absolutely love it. But I actually have another concept to share with you. And this is actually the reason why I'm doing this podcast today. It's because I read this book a few months ago, and I cannot get this out of my mind. And it's essentially the same concept of Kaizen. It's just worded a little differently. And the way it's worded really speaks to me. So I was thinking if it speaks to me, it would probably speak to you too. So let me tell you about it. The concept is called the 1% rule. And I read it in a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear which is obviously an amazing book because when you read something and you can't seem to forget it, it just drives it home. And he also in the book talks about systems and habits, and it's just an amazing, amazing book. But he talks about this concept called the 1% rule. And what the 1% rule means 
is that by improving things by 1%, just 1%, over time, that 1% adds up and it gives you an advantage as it accumulates. So the 1% builds on itself, right? It doesn't just stay 1%. It's a compounded effect. And that is where you see the results. So it's pretty much the same thing as Kaizen, but it's a different way of thinking about it because you use the concept 1%. And 1% to me just sounds so small, right? It's so incredibly small that it feels so doable. So I'm thinking maybe you'll relate to these words better because I now literally have this concept 1% running through my head at all times. This concept really works and I love the way it's worded. But let's talk about this concept just a little bit more to make sure that you understand what it means. Here's how James Clear explains in his book what it means. He explains that 1% is barely noticeable. So when you have to make a 1% change or you improve something by 1% or you do a small habit, it's really barely noticeable. And he explains It really, in that day, it makes no difference. So if you choose to, let's say, clean your sink out just that one time, it really, it's such a small thing, right? It makes no difference. But over time, it has a huge effect. He did the math, and what he found was that if you do 1% better each day for a year, thanks to the compounding effect, you will be 37% times better by the end of the year, right? That's huge. So you do a little thing one day and it really makes no difference. But at the end of the year, just the compounding has created so much that you're so much better. You are so much better. To me, that is so reassuring and so incredibly beautiful that these small things that you can just either ignore and not ignore, by not ignoring them, it just changes everything. And I just loved how he presented this. Now, if you're listening and you feel like, okay, this is too far-fetched, I don't believe you. I wanna give you an example that he uses from the book that really drove this home for me and I think it'll drive it home for you too. So he gives the example of British cycling. And he explained that for about 100 years, the team was just mediocre. They only won one gold medal at the Olympics, and they didn't win any other big races or anything. So they were actually known to be so bad that one of the top bicycle manufacturers wouldn't even sell them their bikes so that the bike manufacturer wouldn't get a bad reputation. I mean, that's pretty bad when that's going on, right? So they hired a coach to change things around. And the coach used this 1% concept. And here's what he did. He kept finding small, seemingly like so insignificant, it was crazy. These small improvements that they could do to make the team better. And nothing was too trivial. Here's some examples that James Clear gave in the book. For example, they redesigned the seats to make them more comfortable. That to me sounds pretty big, but... They also tested fabrics to find which one was the most aerodynamic. They even tested different massage gels to see which one would have the quickest muscle recovery. And then this one really makes me laugh. They hired a surgeon to show them how to wash their hands so they'd recover quicker from colds, right? That's like hysterical. That one just blows my mind. 
He even studied which mattress they should use so they'd have a better night's sleep. So nothing was too trivial. Nothing was too small. And these are all just little things you could do that most people would not even think of. But his attitude was continuous improvement. What 1% change can you do that would make things better? So let me tell you the results. From 2007 to 2017, British cyclists won 178 world championships, 66 Olympic or Paralympic gold medals, and five Tour de France victories, right? This is like incredible. They went from almost nothing to just being at the top. And I just find this incredible and reassuring and so beautiful because it just means that for you and me, we can make these small improvements and see huge, huge differences. To me, it's all about an attitude shift. It's not actually about what you're doing. It's about changing how we think about things. But of course, I don't want these just to be concepts that are nice and interesting. Let's apply these to our own lives. The first way is what I've been doing constantly since reading this book. And that's, I ask myself, what is 1% I can do to make something better? What's 1% I can do? It's kind of like a song that you can't get out of your head. But this one, I promise, it's a really, really good song. So let me give you an example. Let's say I walk into my bathroom and it just, it's a mess. And of course, I'm tired, just like you, we do so much. So in the past, I would just get frustrated. But now I think to myself, nothing is too small. What's one little thing you can do to make this bathroom look just a little bit better? And then I'll actually do it. And you know, momentum is just a beautiful thing. So you make one small change and it propels you and you just, you just keep going. That's what I find. You don't stop at 1%. You just keep moving and keep going forward and it just changes everything. Remember, the coach had them learn how to wash their hands. So nothing is too small. So I recommend after listening to this podcast that you just have this on autopilot. Just keep asking yourself, what's 1% I can do to make it better? The second way to apply this to your own life is to use the concept of constant reevaluating. So I want you to think of how can I constantly tweak something to make it better? Because this is the core concept of Kaizen is continuous improvement. And of course, you can't improve something if you're not constantly thinking, what can I do to make this better? And let me tell you, as a mom, you and I know things are always changing. So what worked yesterday is not going to work today. Our kids are getting older. Just everything is changing. So we constantly have to make improvements anyway, right? Because otherwise things won't go smoothly. But according to these concepts, don't make these big sweeping changes. Just tweak, you know, what mattress is better to sleep on? I mean, this just cracks me up because there's no change that's too small. And that is true for our families. We don't want to make these huge sweeping changes because they're never going to work. We do want to make small little tweaks. And I think it's such a great way to think because then instead of getting frustrated when things change, we just see it as just part of life. This is part of the process. What am I going to do next to make things better? And then the third and final way that I want you to think about using this concept 
is if there's something really, really big that you're trying to accomplish and you just can't seem to do it for whatever reason, I want you to ask yourself, how can I go smaller with this? What can I do? What's just the next small step? And to me, that also changes everything because we do get overwhelmed by these big projects. It could be, let's say you need a new roof and you just don't know what to do next and you just feel frozen in indecision. So you ask yourself, what is the next teeny tiny step I can do to move this forward? And let me tell you, my friend, that little step changes everything thanks to the lovely effect of momentum. I am so incredibly excited for you to try this. And I have a printable available with ideas on little things you can shift that over time will make a huge impact. And the way I did the printable was I divided it into categories, health, relationships, physical and digital space, and your attitude. So with all these little categories, you could choose one small thing. And maybe the printable won't have the one thing that you want to do to change, but maybe it'll give you ideas also on things that you can use to change. So I hope you find it useful. Don't forget, pick only one thing because we're going small, right? We don't want you to pick this huge thing and become frustrated. That's totally the opposite of what this podcast is about. The printable is going to be available in my free resource library, and I'll have a link in the show notes on how you can access that. Okay, so it'll be our secret that you accomplish so much by going smaller. Nobody is going to guess that you got these incredible, huge results by going smaller instead of bigger. It's going to be so awesome, and I'm so excited for you. Now, very important, don't forget to be the big cheese and leave a review so this podcast can be the big fish in the small pond, which will let other moms find us more easily. Thank you so much for listening, and I wish you so much success.